It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you to episode number 196 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Uh, It's been a couple of days since we've been able to crank out a new episode. I apologize for that schedule. It's just a little bit uh, crazy and wild and weird at this time of the year with NFL free agency going on. Uh, Of course, Redskins free agency, my other responsibilities uh, in covering the Washington Capitals and uh, also with March Madness, um, you know, just to peel back the curtain a little bit, I was... uh, I was in West Virginia, uh, normally based, of course, in Northern Virginia or in D.C., occasionally in Maryland. Um, But I was in West Virginia on Thursday for day one of the NCAA tournament uh, at a place called Hollywood Casino. For those of you not familiar, not listening uh, in the general Northern Virginia and again, you know, Uh, The D.C. area, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, This place, Hollywood Casino, uh, did a five-hour radio show from uh, out there for March Madness. Uh, And, of course, we talked a bunch of Redskins, and we'll talk some of the stuff that we talked about uh, on that particular radio program. But between uh, the whole day, dinner, and uh, driving out there, and everything else that I had going on in life, just couldn't get... Uh, to crank out a new episode. But the good news is we have a lot of information. We have a lot of things that we haven't been able to address since episode number 195 when we talked about my report of Josh Norman kind of being on the outs with some of the coaching staff and personnel side, but Dan Snyder kind of protecting him. Nothing has happened there, as we certainly expected and as we outlined, uh, and the Redskins continue right along. But here's a couple of developments that have happened since that particular last episode. Um, We'll start with this. The Redskins were at Jay Gruden, Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, Bruce Allen. They were at Dwayne Haskins and Ohio State's Pro Day on Wednesday in Columbus, Ohio. And, of course, that in and of itself – drew certainly uh, a lot of attention, is what we'll call it. Um, And it was interesting, and it's not the first time that it's happened, but it's unusual, uh, I'll just say this, unusual that you would send the head coach, a quarterback guy, the offensive coordinator, a quarterback guy, and whatever Bruce is, It's unusual that you would send three people, three key figures in mass to one pro day. For instance, and a lot of this has to do with timing. A lot of this has to do with timing, we should point out. But last Wednesday, day one of free agency. So again, completely understandable. Day one of free agency, the Redskins had Kyle Smith, their 
director of college scouting at Kyler Murray's Pro Day. But Jake Rudin, of course, wasn't there. Bruce Allen wasn't there. I don't believe Kevin O'Connell wasn't there. Uh, from what I heard, it was Kyle Smith. Um, I don't know if any other scouts were there, but again, Kyle Smith was the lead official, if you will. And, and again, day one of free agency. Then uh, on Thursday, yesterday, because we're recording this Friday morning, East, East time, it was reported, and again, I don't know if Kevin O'Connell was with Jay Gruden or not. I don't think Bruce Allen was, because it certainly did not get noted, but Jay Gruden absolutely was. And again, these other guys could have been there, and nobody found out, nobody reported that. Again, I'm not, I'm not able to be there. Uh, in Morgantown, West Virginia, at Will Greer's Pro Day. Jay Gruden was there. Again, you're going to hear stories at this particular time of year. Uh, a lot of stories, a lot of crazy rumors, and people are going to jump to conclusions. Just want to point out that the Redskins, this is true. This is absolutely true and undeniable. The Redskins, as they should with the number 15 overall pick, and no quarterback for the future are doing a lot of diligence, a lot of work on evaluating quarterbacks, not only on tape, not only throughout the year, as they always do and should, but they are clearly making an emphasis on finding a young quarterback for their future. That's what they should be doing. They are doing the absolute correct thing. It needs to be pointed out that they are not going to make a judgment based on one pro day. They are not going to make a judgment based on one thing. They are making sure that they turn over as many stones as possible to try and find a guy that they can build around for the future. We've talked about it over and over and over and over and over again. Case Keenum, one-year contract. Colt McCoy, one-year contract. Alex Smith, many believe he's never going to play again. If he plays again, almost universal belief is it would not be until 2020. The Redskins cannot wait for either one of those situations. The Redskins have to be in the we have to get better at the quarterback position business. That's what they are trying to do here. Now, along with that, they're going to have Dwayne Haskins Come visit them at Redskins Park. That was reported by Adam Schefter. That's one. Also, Jay Gruden apparently had a sushi dinner, a sushi dinner with Will Greer, the West Virginia quarterback. I believe that was on Wednesday night after leaving Columbus and getting to Morgantown for Will Greer's uh, pro day the next day, meaning Thursday. Um. Those are the facts as have been reported. I shouldn't say facts because they are just reports. Uh, but the, th that is what has been reported that we think certainly has some merit to it. Let's just call it that, right? So moving on beyond that, what we also have is a big report on Wednesday from Jason Locke and Forum of CBSSports.com and also Radio.com, uh, which in full disclosure, Radio.com is a great app that you can listen to all the NRCOM radio stations. NRCOM owns 106.7 The Fan, where I apply my trade. Um, so just, again, in fair transparency and all that stuff. 
Uh, so Lock and Four writes for CBSSports.com. Of course, he's occasionally on CBS television uh, and as well. Uh, he does some stuff for Radio.com Sports. Well, he wrote a column talking about the New York Jets uh, being the most active team in the NFL in terms of the, you know, since free agency, uh, signing a Kalechi Assembly, a, a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Uh, in, uh, actually, that was a trade with the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, of course, they brought in Le'Veon Bell, so on and so forth. Now, the Jets have the th- uh, number three overall pick, right? Uh, they made a trade. They made a trade with the Indianapolis Colts last year, and the Colts picked up a bunch of second-round picks, and they swapped, I think it was six and, and three, with the Jets moving up to number three um, to take Sam Darnold. Now, they have Sam Darnold this year. Again, they've been active in free agency. So now the report and rumor is that they could be looking to trade out of that number three spot, which makes sense, right? They don't need a quarterback. Maybe they can drop down to five. Maybe they can drop down to six, seven, eight, nine, ten, wherever, and recoup some of those picks that they lost last year in the trade for Sam Darnold with Indianapolis. That would make sense. Lock and Fora attached the Redskins, of course, to this particular report and this particular rumor, which has everybody abuzz, saying, quote, league sources say Washington is already among the team sniffing around. And with pretty much every GM in the league wholeheartedly convinced that Kyler Murray is going first overall and San Francisco is likely to take its top player, a defensive player, on the board uh, second overall, with uh, Lock and Ford noting, of course, that the early money is on Joey Bosa. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa is his brother, Uh, then the Jets could be at that number three pick with a quarterback needy team kind of looking and saying, okay, do we move up and get our quarterback now uh, and jump ahead of the Giants at number six? Or is it the Giants that move up trying to secure their – so, again, now – All of the rumors are going to be about the Washington Redskins because we know they're looking for a quarterback. Here's the problem. They're at 15th overall. That's a pretty steep climb to make. Again, you can make it, but that's a pretty steep climb to make. Now, Miami is in front of the Redskins. That is a legitimate contender, of course, to take a quarterback for the future. Having traded Ryan Tannehill, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, Fitzpatrick is not the quarterback for the future. Certainly, Miami is a team here that could jump up. I think they're at 12. They could jump up to number three if you wanted to with the New York Jets. The problem is, is why would the Jets want to make a deal with the Miami Dolphins and help out a division team and a division rivalry um, or a division rival that they're going to have to face twice? So the Redskins make some sense here, right? We know that the Redskins in past have made the occasional splash blockbuster trade, i.e. Robert Griffin III, right? We understand the situation about what they don't have at quarterback. The question is, is do you need a quarterback that you absolutely love and adore and think will not slip past three or four or five because there are other options? And again, I wouldn't think you would move to six with the Giants, a division team who also needs a quarterback. So we're talking about three, four, or five here ahead of the Giants so that you could control the process as much as possible. Now, again, remember, if you don't go up to three, somebody could 
leapfrog you. Uh, if you go up to three, somebody could leapfrog you at two. I suppose somebody could leapfrog you at one with Arizona, I guess. Um, or if you don't go up to three and say you go at four or five, of course, somebody could jump into that three spot. The bottom line is this. The Redskins should not be in the business of trading up from number 15 to number three, number four, number five. That's my opinion. I think a lot of other people share that opinion, but that's my opinion. The Redskins should not be in that business. They don't have enough pieces to trade up and surrender all the future draft compensation unless we're talking about players that they were willing to get rid of anyway and that they were willing to cut bait with. And when we talk about that, we mean guys like Josh Norman, maybe one of the offensive linemen, i.e. a Morgan Moses, somebody like that. It's impossible for me to sit here and go, yeah, I think this is a good idea for the Washington Redskins to go from 15 to 3, let's just call it 3 with the Jets, to leapfrog everyone else outside of San Francisco and Arizona, who, again, could then make a deal unless you do this when they're on the clock, meaning you have a trade agreement worked out with, say, the Jets, and you pull the trigger on the clock when you make sure that the Jets are on the clock with the quarterback that you want. To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm sorry. I know teams have done this. I know Philadelphia did this. I know the Los Angeles Rams did this. I got it. Teams do it all the time. They search out certain quarterbacks that they like, that they are convinced will be franchise changers, and they make deals like this all the time. And in some cases, when the Rams did it, they arguably were further behind than the Redskins. So I think the Redskins are definitely, definitely, definitely going to be interested. I think they are going to be tempted. I don't think they should do it. Why? I trust implicitly Kyle Smith. I don't trust Bruce Allen. I don't necessarily trust Jay Gruden in being too impatient. Jay Gruden knowing that his career, his head coaching position is on the line. I don't trust Dan Snyder. Uh, and I think the Redskins will ultimately overpay. And even though I would trust the quarterback evaluation from Kyle Smith, Kyle Smith isn't perfect, number one. And number two, what you can never control, of course, is injury. What happens if you trade up from 15 to 3 and unfortunately that quarterback suffers as has happened here and has happened to Teddy Bridgewater and has happened to other quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill specifically, who just got traded. What happens if they have a catastrophic blowout? Then you are beyond, 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 beyond screwed. Now, I suppose that could happen if you stay at number 15 and draft a quarterback, draft a player. There's a huge difference, though. You're not surrendering assets. You're not surrendering assets. I know this is really long. And long-winded, I just had to get this out. With all the news going around, with the Lock and Fora report, the bottom line is is the Redskins should not be in the business of trading up from 15 to 3 with the New York Jets. Now, there is another scenario that I would be willing to consider. I'll hit that next right here, along with everything else on a jam-packed episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Episode number 196, good to have you with, with us. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is episode number 196 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Once again, when you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked On Redskins. Play podcast Locked On Redskins. Whatever your smart speaker device is, absolutely. Why don't you do that? And um, away you go, right? So that is the most important thing that we have for you in that regard. However, um, what we also want to do is tell you guys some exciting news for those of you that have not heard, uh, but you can get Locked On Redskins and the Locked On Redskins podcast on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, and more, uh, Player FM, uh, and of course, Megaphone. When you get in your car, Tell your smart speaker device to play podcasts locked on Redskins. And again, you could get it on the new broadcasting, uh, I should say the new podcasting app, Himalaya. Uh, So why don't you do that now uh, and make sure you go check that out because they are an exciting new partner with the Locked On Podcast Network. And we wanted to make sure we mention them and welcome them aboard as well, as we do to you. All right, so... Here we go with some more content, um, and just to kind of finish up what I was mentioning at the end of the first segment uh, right here, I do believe the Redskins could be in the trade-up business if we're talking about trading up from 15 to 13, 15 to 12, 15 to 11. I do believe that is a reasonable scenario, even though you'd be surrendering assets. They do have nine draft picks. I know they have some contracts that they would like to get rid of and trade if they could turn it into an asset. I could very much see that. What I don't see is, again, a huge trade up from 15 to 3. Now, again, I I can't rule it out because they are desperate and they are searching for a star and they are searching for some sizzle. So what I'm telling you is if the right quarterback is out there at 12, at 13, especially to leap ahead of the Miami Dolphins, then I think you can make that move. 15 to 3 is not a move I would make, but a move that I believe fully they would be willing to make. And they'll be wrong. They'll be wrong, but it's a move that I wouldn't make, but they would be willing to make, I believe. Um. So I just wanted to finish up on on that. But before we go any further, just wanted to point out a couple of other things. Apparently, 
Chris Cooley, who I worked with for a couple of years at ESPN 980, then ESPN 980. It's now called the Team 980 and the Redskins Radio Network. Apparently, he's not a big Dwayne Haskins fan. I haven't read or heard a lot about this, uh, but I saw some people buzzing about it on Dwayne Haskins Pro Day. Uh, he does a podcast that the Redskins actually host uh, called Cooley at the Park, and apparently he is not a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, now, Haskins, the Maryland native who almost went to the University of Maryland again only one year of starting experience Uh, again I think he's a pretty pro-ready quarterback I think he's limited mobility I don't think he's the most athletic guy in the world and I think certainly he can have some flaws and I do wonder whether they'll make that scheme blend but I think they'll be more spread and more kind of similar to what Dwayne Haskins ran at Ohio State under Urban Meyer with Kevin O'Connell and the new quarterbacks coach Tim Rattay who they hired out of Louisiana Tech that's why they went and got those guys it wasn't to run a traditional pro style drop back seven step drop offense that's not what they did and that's not what they want to do Uh, whether that's Jay's call or whether that's somebody else's call I don't know So I just wanted to point that out. Um, Before we get into the other things on our menu, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported about Will Greer's pro-workout day at Morgantown on Thursday, again, that Jay Gruden was at, maybe some others, uh, but Jay Gruden was definitely there. He said um, an NFL scout that was in attendance said Will Greer, quote-unquote, put on a show NFL teams and predicted that he's a quote-unquote riser and Schefter notes that Greer is expected to meet with 10 uh, at least 10 teams before the draft including the Giants the Redskins the Chargers the Pats and the Saints now I don't know if that meeting that Schefter is referring to would basically be what we mentioned in the first segment, which was Jay Gruden apparently had sushi on Wednesday night. I assume it was Wednesday night. I don't think it was Thursday morning with Will Greer. And he I, I know he met with another team on Wednesday night as well. So I don't know if that means just that. I don't know if Will Greer will be coming to Redskins Park at this point. I would assume he would be. Certainly seems like the Redskins have plenty of interest in that regard, again, as they should. And here's a scenario that I could see kind of playing out. Will Greer might be there in the second round when the Redskins come around with their pick. And again, remember, that'll be the 14th pick, 46th overall of the second round. He could be there. Very unlikely because quarterbacks, again, go, and he's a highly productive guy. We'll get more into Will Greer's numbers uh, and analysis as as we go along here. Uh, Not today, but in future episodes. But here's the thing that is kind of interesting, right? If the Redskins stay at 15 because they don't make a trade, they think the price is too high, whatever the reason is, and say they don't draft a quarterback at 15 because of various reasons, they could get the best edge pass rusher, or the best corner, or another safety, or whatever they choose to do at 15. And then they could surrender assets. Again, remember, they have nine picks overall and player trade. They could surrender picks 
and assets to move back into the first round from 46 overall to have two first-round picks. And on top of that, by moving back into the back end of the first round, assuming again that the guy that you want is still there on the board, I can very easily see this scenario. You pay less, one, not the shoe store, you pay less to move back into the back end of the first round. But more importantly, if it's a first round pick, you also get that extra year of control because of the fifth year option. So I think that is very much in play here as well, meaning not moving up, but waiting patiently, hopefully identifying the guy you want, seeing that You're at 26, 27, 28, 29, wherever it might be on the draft board, and then you jump up back into the first round after initially spending your number 15 overall pick on another need and another player. I can easily see that. And as a matter of fact, I would be probably a bigger fan of that scenario than even moving from 15 ahead of the Dolphins uh, to 12 or 11 or 10 or wherever it might be, and certainly from 15 to 3. I could easily see that scenario uh, playing out. All right. Tell you what we're going to do to kind of sort of stay on track. We're going to take another quick time out here, our final one of the episode, and then we'll come back with some news and notes and wrap things up here on episode number 196 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Uh, As always, thanks for downloading. Remember, to get this show every day, subscribe to the Locked on Redskins podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Redskins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is episode number 196 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, don't forget to follow us at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter, and as well... Make sure you follow at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL team coverage from all of our NFL hosts and local experts. A word from Bucky Brooks of NFL Media, NFL.com on Drew Locke out of Missouri's Pro Day, and I saw some of the highlights out of this. Uh, and Man, this kid has an absolute rifle and an absolute gun. You want a big arm and a downfield stretch guy with some mobility. Uh, I saw one where he he kind of scrambled to his right from a deep drop, seven-step drop it looked like, scrambled to his right to kind of simulate that, then kind of flushed back to his left and threw against his body and on the run. It was just an amazing throw. Now, it was incomplete, but it was 
thrown about 60 yards plus in the air. Uh, and again, you know, you don't necessarily want that, but boy, oh boy, does this kid have some athleticism uh, and some arms. But Bucky Brooks passed along this. Observations from his pro day, Drew Locke of Missouri, one wow thrower, a wow thrower in quotations, wow, uh, with A-plus arm talent. Um, number two, uh, he talks about having athletic ability, making him a great fit in a Shanahan-like system. Bootlegs, nakeds, play actions, that's kind of what we were talking about. I don't think the Redskins do enough of that, by the way. I was kind of hoping that they would uh, get back to that. Certainly, they did it plenty with Jay, uh, with uh, Kirk Cousins, um, but you know, I would like to see them do it even more, and even with Kirk Cousins, I don't think they did it enough. Uh, and he also points out three Bucky Brooks of NFL Media about Drew Locke's pro day. Still a work in progress, but intriguing due to physical tools. And he calls him a new school quarterback with Matthew Stafford-like game and potential. So there you go. Wanted to pass that along uh, to you as well. Also, this from my friend John Keim at ESPN, Dominique Rogers cromartie Remember, we were talking extensively about this deal, uh, both uh, on Friday when it happened last week, uh, and as well Monday when we were talking about all of his slot numbers. John Keim finally got his hands on Dominique Rogers cromartie uh, and his contract number. And remember, we kind of speculated it would be in the one million-ish neighborhood uh, and, of course, a veteran minimum cap hit, kind of similar to what uh, Adrian Peterson signed. Only difference is, is DRC signing now as opposed to midway through uh, the preseason. Kime notes a base salary of $1.03 million, a $45,000 roster bonus if he's on the roster in week one, a cap hit of $690,000, and no guaranteed money. So there you go. No guaranteed money. Again, he'll get that $45,000 roster bonus if he's on the roster for week one. And the Redskins, quite honestly, better hope that he is. Uh, because if they go through this again, like they did with Orlando Scandrick last year, uh, that would be an absolute shame. All right. That's how we're going to have to leave it for this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I want to make sure we kind of try and keep these uh, a little tighter uh, because I tend to go on too long and try and pass and squeeze too much information. Um, uh, so I want to make sure we end it there. We have plenty of reactions still to come in the next episode from Doug Williams. There's a lot going on there and some of the things he said last week. And as well, the ongoing issue of Landon Collins and whether he should wear Sean Taylor's number 21, plus any other developments that go on in the world of the Redskins as they are still looking for some affordable pieces uh, out there on the free agent market. Thanks for listening today, and remember, once again, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app. As well, you can download us and subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and when you get in your car, just, know, uh, just tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. And don't forget to follow us at Locked Redskins and at Locked on NFL Net at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for checking out the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 196. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.